You're listening to Work at Mommy, where the goal is to be the best mom ever, and most importantly, stay sane while you do it. So today, I wanted to talk about how to keep your child at the dinner table. Oh my goodness, this is one of my pet peeves. And actually, I think it's one of my husband's pet peeves too. Like, I, this is really upsetting for him. So I'm going to paint the scene, you know, we get all the food and everything's plated up and I'm putting it down. They just start like pulling at food and stuff. Okay. And then five minutes in, right, they're over it. And one by one, you see one run that direction and the another one run in the other direction. And you're just like, why is this happening? I just want you to sit down and eat your food so I can clean up and move on with the evening. And most importantly, get you to bed. Okay. Uh, this one is one that causes a lot of frustration for mommies because when you have a transitioning toddler, and what I'm going to do in this episode is I'm going to speak from the toddler mom perspective first, and then from the older uh, kids perspective, okay? So first, for us toddler moms, like, I think mealtime for toddlers is just, you know, it's right before they go to bed. So they're already done for the day. They're tired, they're sleepy. And my kids are like me. I get like that sleepy, crazy energy. It's like, I'm sleepy, I'm sleepy, I'm here. I'm jumping up and down, I'm bouncing off the walls. You know, they get like this psycho energy and you're just like, you look like a zombie right now. So I think that is a challenge for toddlers because by the time, mealtime rolls around, they're just tired and their energy is coming out in weird ways, okay? Number two, I think they also just get a little bit bored, you know? Like, they're wiggle worms, they're toddlers, that's what they do, they move constantly. So just sitting down, you know, if there's not a lot of excitement going on, they're on to the next thing. Um, Also too, I find if there are things on their plate they don't wanna eat, mmm. They'll run away real quick on that. You know, oh, there's some green stuff on my plate. And green stuff is on my kid's plate every single meal. But they still run away from it. At least the one does. The other one, she's actually really good about eating her veggies. The second one has been a little bit more of a challenge. But she does um, eat them. So some tips, things that you can do um, with toddlers is try to make it a fun and exciting time. Try to make it engaging for them to actually want to stay at the table. Turn off all the other distractions. So don't eat dinner with the TV on or the music going. I mean, and I hate to say things like that to people because if that's who you are, you know, that's who you have to be. That's fine. But, you know, for me, that doesn't work because it's like they're trying to eat and then they want to see what's going on on the TV. And so then they're getting up and running and leaving the table because they want to go see what's on the TV. Plus, you want to use your meal time to actually like talk to your kids, like wrap up the day with them. Oh, we did this today. Or, you know, sometimes we'll do our family little study projects over dinner and things like that. So it's a great time, you know, to do some mothering, do some parenting with them right there at the table. Um, Another thing that I think is important is to set boundaries. So they should know that they're not allowed to get up from the table because I feel like what happens is we're constantly saying after the fact, don't get up from the table, don't get up from the table, stop, come back, sit down. 
So it's always like a very reactive thing. Like after it happened, then we're like, hey, don't do that. What I have found that helps is remembering before we start dinner, taking a loaf aside, being like, hey, we're going to eat dinner now. I don't want you to get up from the table while we eat dinner, okay? It's not good. You put crumbs and food everywhere, and that makes more work for mommy. That makes more work, more work for you, too, because ultimately, you're going to be helping me clean it up. Um, so, yeah, try to kind of give them that little pre-talk before dinner happens so they know, okay, you have to sit down. Now, I have had a challenge with my current toddler that's transitioning from a high chair. And I feel like this is when they really start wilding out is when they're at that age where, okay, my mom's too big for the high chair and mommy ain't trying to buy another one because I'm like, you're like big enough to sit in a regular chair. I don't actually want to buy another high chair right now. I don't need to. She pooped in the last one. And I just had a moment and was like, I'm done with this. Like you're too big for it anyway. I'm just going to throw it out because I don't want to clean this up right now. So, but the downside of that action has been, she is like just hype over her newfound freedom. She's like, oh yeah, I ain't got no straps holding me down during dinner time. Found like something on my plate. I'm gonna get up and run away. So it's just like too much freedom for them. So keeping your toddler, and I hate to say it like this, but like strapped down somehow with some type of a high chair is gonna be a lot better for you. If you can keep it, keep them like that, I would say like at least past the age of like three and a half, even into four. And even if it's just the booster seat that has the one strap across the lap, not the full thing, you know, with the tray on it and everything, that's more for like a smaller baby toddler, but um, just something that has a strap on it. Now I'm still holding my ground and I'm not gonna buy another one, even though my um, transitioning toddler is not like at that point yet. I'm just being stubborn. I just want to make her act right because I don't want to buy another high chair or booster seat. So, but, you know, if your child doesn't poop in their high chair like mine did, you know, get the high chair that you can actually like, you know, keep them in it for a while, at least till they're about to the age of four. You could even stretch it a little past four. That may give you a little relief at dinner time. Okay. Um, the other thing I noticed um, with both of them is proximity to mommy and daddy. So at one point we had a smaller dining room table and I felt like because we were a little bit closer, they were like in arm's reach. We were able to kind of keep them sitting there a little bit more and they wanted to be there a little bit more because we were just right there, you know. Now we have a little bit bigger of a table. So they're not as close in arm's reach and everything. And I think they know that. So they're like, okay, I, I can jet out of here real quick before mommy grabs me. So even just certain little simple things like that, okay? So there's also a quick little article that I wanted to share with you that has some tips on how to get your kid to sit down at dinner time. So I wanna go ahead and share these with you guys. So this was on nurtureandthrivevlog.com and um, just some really good tips. So it says how to get your kid to sit through dinner, four tips that work. Number one is make your child a part of the meal preparation. So, you know, and let's be honest though, like this is, 
it works sometimes. It doesn't work all the time, but sometimes you're just too tired and it does take a lot of energy to kind of like entertain and supervise them while you're making a meal. So on the day that you can do this particular tip, great. On the day that you can't, don't worry about it. So on the day that I can, I have found that this one does work well because then it's like, okay, I've helped do this. So now we're all going to sit down together and eat and enjoy. I think they just feel a part of something and that's good. That teaches them other skills, life skills and stuff like that. So that's a good thing to do. The next thing, um, which is kind of what I mentioned before, is check your child's seat. You know, um, make sure that it's a good fit for, uh, fit for them. Make sure that, you know, it has good sizing. They're able to get nice and close to the table. This picture right here kind of gives a great example for like a transitioning toddler um, chair that would be great. The only thing is, is this needs to strap on it, strap them in that bad boy so they can't go anywhere, okay? Um, so again, you know, this is just another little tip that's good, just checking out the chair and making sure that it's helping you out, okay? Um, next is have a rotation of fun placemats or coloring tablecloth. Now that one really does help, you know, but again, it's one of those things like, okay, when am I going to remember to actually do that? Like, I feel like this is something that you would have to like put thought into implementing. Now, the one thing that I will say is that I did see at Ikea, and I've mentioned Ikea in some of my other um, episodes, they do have some really good like large paper rolls that you could use to do this. If you've ever been to a restaurant where they just kind of line the whole table as like a table cover, but they use just like um, paper bag paper, like brown paper bag paper or whatever. They have that at Ikea. It was pretty cheap. I want to say it was like less than 10 bucks for a big, thick roll of it. Maybe the roll was about six inches from end to end widthwise. Okay. And maybe, you know, it, it was just a good size. It was a good size. So it would last you a while. So you could pick up a couple of those and then you could just keep some tape nearby and just keep, you know, putting it out and everything each time you have a meal. This one has help. I did do this one a while ago. This one isn't really a go-to for me because it involves another step at mealtime, which again, we're just trying to like survive mealtime, get through it, get them to bed. So this is something that I did like on a Saturday, like we were just having a nicer dinner. So I was like, oh, this will be a fun thing to do. It was like a chill day or whatever. So great idea. Um, do a fun activity as a family doing during dinner. Now this one I really do like because I use this particular tip a lot. As I mentioned before, when you keep them entertained at the table, they're more likely to stay there. And it doesn't have to be anything grand. It could be something as funny as, you know, um, let's do the ABCs. You know, every time you take a bite, ABC and you go around the table, you know, little Dinner games, kids, dinner games like that is something really good for them. Or asking them what's on their plate. What's on your plate? Can you point to the green on your plate? You know, just ask them to point to the green. Where's the red on your plate? Where's the yellow on your plate? So you kind of draw their attention back to what's in front of them and you're having a little conversation. So that one I really have found to be really, really helpful for me. And it also promotes conversation because you know that's what we want to use the dinner time for is we want to use it to connect especially with all of our kids but it 
is a little bit more challenging, of course, with real small little kids. So that's what I want to say about the younger kids. So I hope those of you with younger kids have found that information to be helpful. Now let's talk about older kids. So older kids, let's say like 10 through teen, sometimes they don't want to come to the table because they're like angry with everybody. You know, I'm tired of you, mom. You suck. I don't want to sit down at the table. It's like a way of rebelling, not sitting down at the table. So for that, of course, you've got to make sure that you kind of are always having good communication with them because then they're not going to have a problem coming down to sit at the table. Okay. Maybe they are the type that they just want to get up and eat and leave. So again, even though uh, this number four about having some good um, activities for kids um, during dinner time, that still can work with an older child and a teenager as well, even though that's like a toddler tip per se. Um, while you're eating dinner, play a little game with them. They're an older kid. You could actually play cards over dinner, play cards over dinner, play any kind of game that you can do short. You don't want to start like a Monopoly game over dinner, but definitely playing cards over dinner. I mean, if you play cards over dinner every night with your like teenage kids, that's pretty fun. So now they're looking forward to dinner time each time. So that would really be a big hack there for me is definitely playing some type of game with your older kids at dinner time. Now, the other thing that I think is helpful to do with older kids at dinner time is encourage them to talk about their feelings at dinner time because you want them to be not only open with you, the mom, right? But you also want them to be able to talk to everybody in the family. So if they have a sibling, if their dad is there or whomever, right? Then they are comfortable sharing something. They might not feel comfortable sharing every single thing at the dinner table, but they will be comfortable in sharing some things, you know? So now you're opening up a whole family chat, a family discussion where everybody can chime in, you know, with their ideas and just talk through things. So it's just encouraging healthy conversation in the family. The other thing that I think is important for the older kids to stay at the table is actually having them set the table, prepare the table and be involved in the meals. We talked about being involved in the meals with the toddlers, but for the bigger kids, they could actually straight up like cook dinner. Use it as a break time for yourself. And they are going to be more inclined to stay at the table when they actually had a hand in cooking or even cook the whole thing because they're going to want to know, hey, what do you think of the food? At that age, they're very much like, you know, they want to have like approval. They want to be liked and they want to feel valued. So empower them to cook more, you know, at the table. I think that that is a great one because again, it's going to encourage them to stay at the table because they want to see what everybody thinks of the food, right? And that's really, really a good thing. So the last thing that I would say that's important for bigger kids to stay at the table is don't ever make dinner time a stressful time. You know, um, sometimes I think it can be good to talk about stressful things, you know, over dinner with the whole family, but I guess it's, it's more so, you know, for the parents, let's leave our, you know, stresses and anxieties and angers, like take it away from dinner time. Because if you're just sitting there and every time they try to say something, you know, it could just be about school or whatever, you're like, yeah, whatever, 
you know, or you just seem aggravated and annoyed. Oh, I just want to get to this meal because I just want y'all to go to bed and I want to go to bed. They can feel that. So I think for the older kids, it's probably more crucial than the younger kids to make sure that they are not feeling your stress at the dinner table, you know, that they see that you are happy to be there at the dinner table, having dinner with them. And that will make them feel that same thing that you're putting out and put that out as well.